Yo, what's going on guys? Cali Cowboy here, coming at you with another episode of the podcast. It is July 31st, Wednesday, and today Cowboys do not have a practice, got a day off. It's been two days in pads, and it's been about a total of four days total in training camp. So we're moving right along, first week through. Moving right along. So in this episode, I'm going to get into some of the news and notes that have been going on, you know, throughout these couple days and pads, Monday, Tuesday, and just, uh, you know, some around the NFL news as well. Just, I think it was like one or two things I got uh, right here. So uh, yeah, get, getting right into it. Uh, let's see. First things first, we got Michael Thomas getting paid 100 mil five-year deal so that's about 20 mil a year and that's news you know relating to us because Amari Cooper as you know wants to get paid as well and that kind of sets the market for us Amari Cooper he's you know that's what he was uh his agents were waiting for waiting for that that uh block to fall and waiting for uh you know, Thomas to get his money. So what that means is now we can move along, offer a, a number, because in my eyes, Thomas isn't, I mean, uh, Cooper isn't better than Thomas, in my opinion. He, uh, Cooper is better at certain things, uh, and uh, but Michael Thomas, you know, he has more value to his team. He has more... Uh, more flash than Cooper, and I think that you know on a market, uh, and he and resetting the market the way he did right now, I think uh, we'll have Cooper just a little bit below, uh, just a little bit below him. So, if you look on uh, com, that's where you can see all of the contracts for all the teams and all the players. And uh, if you look on there, it has. Uh, Cooper's market value at around 17.2 mil. And I think that's right around the range where, you know, we would pay Cooper. Take a look at the uh, average salaries that are, you know, comparable to him. You got Mike Evans at six, 16 and a half. Brandon Cook, 16.2. DeAndre Hopkins, 16.2, which uh, I don't know about that. That's a good deal for the Texans. Uh, Sammy Watkins at 16 mil. So... I think Cooper, with this new new number, with Michael Thomas coming in at 20 mil, I think we'll pay him about 17 to uh, 18 mil. And, uh, you know, that's not the worst thing, but, you know, receivers are getting paid now. <laughs> Markets are sh- the market is shifting up. So, uh, Cooper, his contract should be on the way. Dak's contract should be on the way. And, uh... Yeah, it's just a matter of time. You know, who knows when it's going to get done. Uh, So, moving on to training camp. First of all, go over Monday. Not a lot going on Monday. Uh, What I got here, Rico, not looking so good in practice. He dropped a pass that got intercepted by Joe Jackson. 
And Rico is interesting. You know, we got a bunch of tight ends. Jason Witten coming back, of course. And uh, I don't know. With uh, Blake Jarwin, who I'll talk about a little later in the podcast, is, uh, you know, Blake Jarwin is leading the pack. And, uh, you know, you got uh, Witten, of course, like I said. And, uh, you know, I don't know if there's too if there's too many spots available for Rico, not too many opportunities available for him. And we got Dalton Schultz as well, which I think Rico can beat out receiving wise, but he's also got a block and he's also got another playbook and things of that nature. So, uh, it's going to be a tough battle for Rico, not looking good, uh, for him on Monday, dropping that pass. So, uh, not good. <coughs> uh, excuse me. Secondly, Cowboys signed Alfred Morris. Pretty big news. And uh, yesterday he got his first practice in. It was a little bit of a shock because, you know, we went through a few days, went through a day of with pads on. And out of nowhere, Cowboys signed Alfred Morris. Now, I made my video on this and... Uh, my, that was kind of a reactionary video, uh, but now that I settle into it and I'm here, uh, I got a chance to think about it a little bit more. I'm thinking that it's not really a big deal that we sign Alfred, Mor- Alfred Morris. He's he can play for us, but I think it's more of a a camp body than anything else. He's there to because he knows the the system. He's a good locker room guy, you know, positive guy. Uh, but uh, I don't think he's going to be there long term, of course. You know, he's on a one year deal and who knows what's going to happen. So we sign him as insurance policy. So, you know, of course, we got Darius Jackson right there behind him. Uh, got Tony Pollard, Mike Weber, who's been running pretty good. Tony Pollard, who's been looking pretty good. I've, heard, I've been hearing and uh, Alfred Morris. And Jordan Chun. And I've been hearing Jordan Chun is a little scrappy, running pretty good out there as well. So um, running back is looking, you know, the same. Alfred Morris is nothing to get too excited about. He's pretty much a one-dimensional back. You know, we know what's going to happen when he's out there. The def- You know, the other team's defense is gonna, are going to key in on that. He's not a good receiving running back. And uh, that's why we got Tony Pollard in there. So. Not that not that great of a signing, not that biggest fan of Alfred Morris, but uh Camp Body, you know, insurance policy. Not the worst thing, you know, so like that kinda. And uh next in the news we got Lee Sean Lee twisting his knee. They're saying it's a minor sprain and uh that we're gonna take it easy with him, of course. And it just, you know, it's a broken record at this point. It's like, not if he'll get injured, it's when he'll get injured. So it's, uh, you know, not not the greatest thing to see. You know, I wish he would be healthy, but it is what it is. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm guessing they were expecting him to get injured, but now they're really going to put the bubble wrap on him. <laughs> they're going to really uh, watch out uh Everything he does, all the reps he does, he's probably not going to play in any... Maybe he'll play in the third preseason game, but that might be it. You know, he'll probably get, you know, a few reps at, you know, each practice each day. 
they're really going to monitor him. So we need Sean Lee healthy for the season. We need him uh, to be a leader. We need him to be on that field, at least playing some snaps. You know, we, we don't need him to be hurt. So uh, that just got to me thinking about the depth at uh, the Sam linebacker, strong uh, strong linebacker. And, uh, you know, we do got uh, Joe... Um, Joe Thomas, who got injured last year but was playing really well before that. Justin March Lillard, Chris Covington is uh, just some of the depth that we have behind him. And, uh, you know, I, I'm happy with Joe Thomas if he could stay healthy. It's not that bad of a drop-off. So, uh, n- you know, considering we have two of the best linebackers, you know, one of the best linebacker combos in the NFL – not that big of a deal, but you know, you would like to have your strong side linebacker to be a decent one at least. And I do think we got that uh, with Joe Thomas, and it won't, you know, it won't be that bad of a dra- uh, drop off. So, not looking great, but hey, Sean Lee, hey man, what can you do? So, moving on right along, we also got just some action from yesterday. Uh, you know, some notes I, I took down on, first of all, I'll do defense and then I'll go offense and, uh, defensive line is looking, you know, pretty deep. You know, I kind of underestimated it, uh, at first, but now I'm looking at it and we got people, uh, that are just getting after it, you know, getting really active and, uh, showing out what they can do. Uh, Joe Jackson, you know, he had the interception and, he, I'm hearing he's out there uh, looking really fast, bend, bending the corner and uh, proving himself. So that that's definitely what he what we need. We need uh, you know defensive ends, pass rushers, all that kind of thing. Uh, Joe Jackson get, getting kind of some of the rookie treatment. If you checked out my Instagram, uh, you can see some of the veterans giving him uh, their pads and making him do rookie duties, him with Tristan Hill as well. So that's kind of funny, but uh, he took it He took it well, but he also is like, I'm not doing this again, so <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Daniel Wise, I know he's kind of on the back end of the roster, but he's always active from what I'm hearing. He's making it, you know, a little bit of a name of himself out there, and that's what you want to see. You want to see the back end of your of your depth chart you know, twisting and churning and making sure you're getting them reps and learning as uh, all through camp. And we're going to see what they got in these next uh, upcoming preseason games. You know, we got Malik, we got uh, Antoine, uh, but the depth behind them, you know, we got to see if we got, we, you know, we can rotate people in there. So Daniel Ross, Tristan Hill, I'm looking out for, for those guys to step up. And I'm all for you know, a name out of nowhere coming, uh, someone coming out of nowhere like Daniel Wise. So, uh, looking forward to that guy, seeing what he got. Also, the, you know, the buzz of the D-line, Jalen Jelks, that 6'5 defensive end out there from Oregon. You know, he was a 6th, 7th round pick uh, this year, forgetting which round, but he was a late round pick, and he's showing a nice burst. Relentless attitude off the edge, you know, showing power. Jalen Jelks, watch out for him. Uh, 
you know, not, not bad to have uh, him behind Joe Jackson uh, or, you know, taking up Taco's spot. <laughs> Dorrance Armstrong is looking good, I'm hearing. So, all in all, with Demarcus Lawrence, you know, not, not practicing, it's getting all these other ends a lot of reps. And uh, we got some of the legends out there, you know, uh, showing showing these players some, some of the ropes, like Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn still willing to learn after all his time in the NFL is uh, pretty amazing. And uh, I think it's uh, Charles Haley that's out there, you know, giving his, his advice, which is awesome. I always love when some of the, you know, legends come out and to training camp and uh, just gives their expertise is, you know, really valuable. So awesome on the D line so far, really encouraged by it. Next secondary going to go with Heath and uh, Xavier Woods, both getting INTs. Now the, I, I'll get into that later actually, but you, you know where I'm probably know where I'm going to go with it, but Heath and Woods getting the INTs showing that they're active, getting, you know, their hands on the ball, you know, not dropping it, but securing the INT is huge. Um, I'm looking for Xavier Woods, like I said in my other video. Uh, he's going to have a breakout year, I think. I think everyone wants him to have a breakout year. But he's the prime candidate for a breakout year right now. So, And we need him to. <laughs> we absolutely need him to because he's one of the last ones Um to break out, you know, we had the linebackers break out last year. We got Demarcus Lawrence the year before that, and uh, next is secondary. You know, well, actually, we kind of had Byron Jones break out last year, but that was a corner. We need the safety now. <laughs> so, X Woods, baby, getting an INT. Uh, a little bit of bad news. I hear I'm hearing uh, Jordan Lewis is getting plays made all over him by the wide receivers, <laughs> and uh, he's getting worked. But hey, whatever. Doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. I still love like Jordan Lewis. You know, he he has some swag out there. He can play with play as a ball hawk at times, and he can take chances. But uh, you know, that's why he's not the absolute starter. So uh, still like Jordan Lewis. Not incur not discouraged that he's you know getting plays made on him. But uh, we'll just see how it goes. Uh, and just some of the little other safety nuggets. We got Donovan Wilson flying around. Kayvon and Aloka, you know, might be on the bubble, I'm hearing. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, one of them got cut, if, uh, you know, one of these safety steps up like Donovan Wilson. So, and uh, if uh, Je uh, Jeff Heath and Xavier Woods, if they, like, just secure their spot at safety, you know, no questions asked. I could see one of them getting cut. So don't be surprised if we, you know, do that to keep some something else at another position. So that's about it for defense. Uh, love defense. Hoping that we, you know, stay injury-free, of course, and just going to keep seeing what's going on in camp. So offense moving right along. Kellen Moore. Now, this is kind of a big topic. Uh, Kellen Moore, as you know, first year offensive coordinator, got promoted from quarterback's coach last year. And he is, you know, kind of uh, turning heads a little bit with his new uh, implement, implement, implementation of his motions. 
he's doing a lot of pre-snap motions, uh, motions to just kind of a uh, tinker and see what what the uh, what that can do for us. And I like it. Uh, it's kind of a, a fresh new take on our offense, which is an old you know offense. Jason Garrett's that's been here for I don't know how many years, and uh, it was getting stale with uh, Linehan. And I think now having a a young guy, you know, grabbing the reins of it, you know, he has fresh ideas. He has more willingness to experiment. Uh, and, you know, he he's going to give it some aggression, I think, you know, and I'm hearing out there, he, it's looking more relaxed. You know, Dak is pushing the ball down the field. The quarterbacks are pushing the ball down the field. John Kitten is, you know, telling them, let it rip. So, not so conservative. It's aggressive. It's loose. Uh, it's just some of the things that have been going on there, and that's that's awesome because when you're pushing the ball down the field, you're giving yourself more options. You know, you're using the whole field and not just the short intermediate stuff that we used to do and just running the ball the whole time and whatnot, uh, and throwing people off with motions. You know they. It might be the same plays, but at least, you know, we're doing a little something to make it look different. So overall, I'm uh, I'm pleased with Kellen Moore's, you know, progress and with this offense and as offensive coordinator. And I'm kind of optimistic to see what he could do. You know, I'm kind of excited to see what he could do. So come that first uh, preseason game, I'm going to be watching, seeing what he does. So uh, next we got some wide receivers. Young wide receivers are making noise at camp, and it's going to be a dogfight to see who wins a roster spot. Just plain and simple, you know. Um, we got Cooper, Gallup, Cobb, three starters, you know. Don't think they're going anywhere. You know, you got Tavon, Noah Brown, Jalen Guyton, John Vay Johnson, Reggie Davis, Cedric Wilson, Lance Lenore, and I think De- Devin Smith as well. Uh, after Cobb, it's going to be a total dogfight because, <laughs> you know, Tavon could get cut, Noah Brown, who's on PUP, and that's not going to save him, you know. So uh, hearing Jalen Guyton is, you know, looking really nice out there. John Vea looking really nice out there. Reggie Davis making some deep catches uh, as a result of us pushing the ball down the field. You know, these guys are, you know, give, getting a chance to show themselves on that deep ball. And, you know, they're looking really fast. They're young, uh, you know, just fighting out there like some dogs. <laughs> so uh, Tavon better watch, watch his ass because so, uh, got some young, young, young pups coming up for, for him. So uh, and no one's safe. You know, you got Cedric Wilson, who is kind of a, everyone's little darling. You know, we want him to to do good. He has good measurables, six, three and uh but, you know, whoever does the best out there, whoever has the best training camp, I think should get the roster spot. And that goes for Lance Lenore as well, uh, any wide receiver. So uh, I'm, all for, I'm all for that competition, and it's looking really great out there. Uh, and, yeah, so moving along, we got tight ends. This is what I wanted to say earlier. Uh, Blake Jarwin. And as you know, last year he had a great game against the Giants, you know, three touchdowns, 100-something yards. 
kind of his breakout game in the last game, but nonetheless, it's still a breakout game. Uh, he also had a great game. I think it was the Eagles, you know, one of the last games last year. And right now, he's looking lean, in shape. He's getting open, looking like a starting tight end. And uh, kind of excited, but at the same time, kind of, uh, you know, wary because we got Witten back. And, you know, we don't know if Witten will bite into his snaps or not. We're not sure how, how much we're going to use him. But we should be using him because <laughs> he's looking really good out there, like a starting tight end. And we got we got him for a reason. We held on to him for a reason, I think. So it's looking really good for Blake Jarwin. Can't wait to see what he uh, if he uh, how what he looks like in uh, preseason. So Blake Jarwin, another one to watch out for. And lastly, I'll get into quarterbacks. You know, just a little thought. You know, I've seen out there, uh, I've seen on Facebook and all these Cowboys Facebook groups and just bagging on Dak because he threw some interceptions <laughs> in practice. Talk about practice. Like, really. Practice is the place where you are supposed to throw interceptions. You are supposed to experiment, trying to throw that, uh, throw in those tight windows and you know, trying trying out new things, experimenting, uh, and that's the place to do it. So, not at all phased by those two interceptions Dak threw, and uh, you know, not phased at all. So, uh, I'm all for Dak trying new things. You know, getting new his mechanics down and and whatnot. So, to all those people that are like, oh, Dak is you know he's just throwing interceptions. He's not not great, and that could be a Cowboy hater in disguise, could be a Redskins fan or something, but uh, all in all, doesn't matter. You know, Dak is a gamer anyways, so what he does in practice is just him working on his game. So, just wanted to get that out of my chest. <laughs> and finally, we got that new quarterback is uh, Christian, uh, fourth string quarterback, <laughs> and... Uh, Taryn Christian, yeah, that's that's his name, and uh, yeah, he's a right around fourth string because you know we signed him late and as a camp body, and just looking to get him out there because we had some, just wanted to roll the dice on him, see what he got, and our scouting department liked him, so we signed him, and now he's out there competing with Mike White and Cooper Rush for that backup spot, and that's not the greatest competition, so hey, and. What I'm hearing out there, he has, you know, pretty good footwork. He had, you know, he's mobile and whatnot. He has an arm, but his only knock is he's not that accurate right now. And uh, that's not the worst thing. You know, I think accuracy can be slowly worked on, you know. And uh, we have John Kitt in the back there, Dak right, right there being an example. And uh, I think he is a project. You know, he, he is kind of young, and we can make him as a, like a two- to three-year project, just sitting behind Dak, learning, and uh, if we could see something in him. <clears throat> if he just keeps, you know, throwing the ball horribly and just not accurate at all, I don't think it'll, you know, he'll last, but he's got to show us something. So I, th- I do think we do have a little bit of a development quarterback, and that's nice. Just uh, insurance policy. And 
overall, he kind of looks like Dak. So <laughs> kind of a backup for Dak when he goes out. We won't miss a beat if he can like kind of live up to that, uh, live up to that mold and uh, not be such a big drop off. So that's kind of huge. And uh, all in all, it's pretty much all I got for this podcast. And uh, just moving right along. Cowboys don't have a practice today on Wednesday. Next day, they'll get a, they'll resume again on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then we got the blue-white scrimmage on Sunday, which I should be there, uh, hopefully. So, <laughs> crossing my fingers for that. Uh, thank you. Thank you guys for uh, listening into the podcast. Really appreciate it. And uh, if you can, just take some time. Uh, go over to my YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash CaliCowboy619. Go ahead and subscribe. Uh, I post up you know, additional videos over there and whatnot. Go ahead and go to my Twitter, my Facebook, all my social media. Follow me you know, and just uh, follow me as I'm putting out more content now, as you can see. And uh, just uh, keep up to date with me. So really appreciate it. I will catch you all later. Yo, what's up, guys? Cali Cowboy here. Coming at you with another episode of the podcast. It's Wednesday, August 7th, and it's almost time for preseason action. Preseason week one, or I guess week two because of the Hall of Fame game. But preseason week two. It's all of the teams playing, as you already know. We're playing the 49ers on Saturday, and really excited. Can't wait to see what our young guys are going to do. As you all know, starters are probably not going to play at all. Maybe one series, if that. So, going to see a lot of these young players play, and we're just really excited for that. And just a little note, going forward, I think I'm going to be having podcasts every Wednesday, And throughout the week, I'm going to sprinkle in videos, maybe one or two. And in the regular season, it's going to ramp that up, maybe uh, two to three, you know, uh, previews of who we're playing that week and just what's going on and stuff uh, with the team. So watch out for that Wednesdays. Um, If you don't already know, I have a YouTube channel, Cali Cowboy 619. Go ahead, check that out. Subscribe. Really appreciate all the support, and let's get into this podcast. So, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a loaded podcast. It's mostly going to be upon uh, the contract situations we got, and then later I'm going to get into the camp, some of the camp news, some of the players that are you know showing out, doing good things. And uh, but let me start uh, first. Start off with some Cowboys news. Uh, Rico Gathers has been cut finally. I mean, I don't know about finally, but I guess uh, I kind of seen it coming within these past few weeks. Uh, Rico, he hasn't really been showing too much. And what the explanation was, Jason Garrett, you know, he said the lack of experience was really the, the difference and he didn't show enough growth. And pretty much, you know, he hasn't been showing the, I don't know, the discipline and uh, and the things that it takes mentally, you know, playbook and learning all that. Didn't really show it for Garrett, so we finally pulled the cord on that. Rico Gathers' experiment is over, and kind of sucks, you know. He was he showed a lot of potential, you know, 
basketball player. I think he six six and can go up, grab the ball. But you know, I guess he just wasn't in that playbook enough. Couldn't uh, get that terminology down, and we have moved on. So, and we also were looking for a new tight end, but haven't found one yet to replace him. To you know, just to have some uh, depth, camp bodies. And yeah, goodbye, Rico. Uh, also, we've signed Tyvis Powell, safety. Like right after, I think we we uh, cut Rico. He's 6'2", 211. He's played with the Seahawks and 49ers, drafted in 2016. So this is about his third year playing. Not going to be much much of a major player, kind of like a special teams player or you know just more depth at safety. So. I uh, don't think he's going to have too much of an impact, but let's see what he can do. Uh, also, we signed some online depth. Uh, Luca, Lucas McNeil, kind of a big guy, 328. And uh, we got these injuries going on in, uh, on the offensive line, so that makes sense. Signing a big, big offensive lineman, play both positions, tackle and guard. So uh, kind of like that signing. Uh, next, we got Robert Quinn injuring his hand, actually fracturing it. But uh, he's expected to be back for the opener. He was going uh, on one-on-one drills with Tyron Smith. He tried to grab Tyron's shoulder. Tyron, like, smacked his hand, and then I think uh, his hand hit Tyron's, like, uh, his elbow brace or something like that and broke his hand. Um, he's in Dallas getting surgery. And like I said, he's expected to be back for the opener. So not too much of a blow because he's a veteran. You know, he knows how to prepare himself for the season. And it kind of be, could, can be a good thing because it can give more reps for our uh, young players like uh, Joe Jackson, Taco, Dorrance Armstrong, things like that. So, you know, it's not it has some positives and it's also a negative because, you know, it's, it's an injury. So never want to see someone get injured. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Uh, I think Luke Gifford is injured as well. Uh, other than that, like transactions wise, we haven't really been doing anything else. Uh, so getting into this front office news, uh, I'm going to start with Zeke and this contract. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's got their opinion and their two cents on it. So According to reports, Cowboys have extended their offers to all three players that would make them among the top five at their respective positions. Asked about it Tuesday morning, COO Stephen Jones said the team has been very generous with their offer to Zeke specifically, and you know they're putting him in that that top five uh, player range uh, to all three players and. Uh, to Zeke making him the top two paid, I believe. So, uh, you know, with that, with Zeke, I would pay him top two, maybe even top one, you know, just to get it done because I think he's worth it uh, talent-wise. But on the f- uh, off the field, we already know that he's been having some trouble, not being in the right situations, just not being smart, you know, and that can make us – very hesitant I think we're going to have some language in the contract to where uh, if he does something off the field or he gets suspended again we'll we'll be protected from that definitely think we should have that in there 
But uh, yeah, with uh, the contracts, like we're going off of Todd Gurley's and Le'Veon Bell's, uh, you know, we're, we're using those as benchmarks in these contract talks. And Gurley, you know, he signed a four-year deal, four-year deal last year for 57, 57 million, and Bell signed for four years, fifty-two million. So that's where top five, you know, comes into the picture. Uh, after those two, the drop-off is pretty big. You got David Johnson from Arizona; uh, he's getting thirty-nine, and uh, Devontae Freeman from Atlanta; he's getting forty-one. So. Zeke's not gonna want to get paid in the in those in that range. So Zeke's looking to be the top paid. I think maybe like sixty mil will get will get it done for him in his mind. But Cowboys, you know, we're hesitant. We don't want to pay you know the most money. They've already came out and said we don't want to be market setters. So right now it's just a standoff, <laughs> seeing uh, who gives in first. We got our offer on the table, so it's kind of. Uh, in Zeke's camp, uh, the ball is in their court. So, yes. And uh, Dak Prescott, you know, he, he's a little bit different, the quarterback position. Uh, there's plenty of quarterbacks that have uh, reset the market. Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, all of their deals are more than 30 mil per season. Uh, but the drop-off isn't as big. Uh, you got Matt Ryan. He's fifth in the league with an average of thirty million, and you got, you know, to put Prescott in that top five category, it feels way more realistic, especially since you know his twenty sixteen uh, classmate Carson Wentz is right there at thirty two. So I think, you know, right there at that maybe uh, just right above thirty mil, thirty two. I think Prescott obviously wants to get paid more, but I think that's a little bit more realistic. Get him in there right next to Matt Ryan, kind of in that category uh, with 30 mil. So it makes a ton of sense, uh, but, you know, it doesn't. The question is, where is it going to be? So that's where the negotiation comes into play. His next deal, whenever he signs it, will probably be more than 30 mil. It's just, you know. How much more? So, Mari Cooper is uh, the last one. You know, his market is somewhere in the middle. The drop between the top contract and the and the next four isn't as large uh, as running back, but it's getting bigger. You got Michael Thomas and Julio Jones. You know, Michael Thomas just signing his new contract for twenty million. Became the first receiver in history to do that. And you got Jones, who is still looking to sign. Uh, I mean, looking to sign. Uh, Jones is looking to be, you know, similar to that point because he is around that point. He's in the same echelon as Mike, uh, Michael Thomas. So he's going to get a similar number as that. And then you got Odell Beckham with 18 mil. Uh, Antonio Brown, 16.7. DeAndre Hopkins, 16.2. So, it's not realistic to think Cooper's representatives will settle for, you know, being the f fifth highest paid receiver. So, I think Cooper is going to be right along that uh, 17 mil, 18 mil, somewhere around that range. Because 
thing uh, everyone keeps asking for higher and higher prices every year so he's going to want to get in higher than you know that 16 that uh 16.2 16.7 so it's another dance we're doing but i'm a little bit more confident on cooper i think you know it'll it'll take some time but i think cooper will we might get him done first just to have that first block to get things going so got cooper dak and zeke you know a lot of contract talks and i think we really need to keep keep all of them these are our new triplets you know they're super talented players uh zeke being the most talented but he's not in that position where you really need you know really need to spend money but in this case he's a special player best running back in my opinion in the league and when you got that with this offensive line and this whole situation we got a really good thing going on so i think we we should keep this and we can win super bowls with this squad so keeping them intact is should be the highest priority for us right now so going uh coming into the camp notes uh just some players that i feel like are having a good camp and first off mike weber you know he's had a couple good plays in this camp showing uh some toughness and and some grit and just making uh uh, good uh, aggressive uh, uh, attitude runs, you know, making good plays on in the blue-white scrimmage. One play, he had a spin out of a dog pile and then, you know, spun around, raced around the corner for a touchdown. You know, making a, a competition at that running back position is really important. So uh, that's, that's great. Uh, next, you got Donovan Wilson making plays, forcing a fumble on Reggie Davis. And uh, his name has been coming up a lot, just making plays, being around the ball, uh, also having uh, the strength to take on Mitch Hyatt, who is an offensive tackle, stood him up, you know, kept his uh, right arm free at the same time, and then discarded him to make to help make a tackle. Like that's pretty dope. You don't see that too often, you know, secondary player uh, going heads up with a freaking offensive tackle and still making a play so Donovan Wilson keep an eye on him safety uh definitely a position where we need some safeties to step up so uh next we got Donovan Alumba stacking up positive practices you know back-to-back practices in the blue-white scrimmage he's made a couple plays he uses his length uh, to his advantage in coverage and he's willing to stick his nose in the action, uh, just really st- standing out in the secondary because uh, he has dreads, but also he is making plays and stuff. He's uh, making good open open field tackles, uh, had a fumble recovery, and he just had an interception on Cooper Rush uh, last practice, I believe. So standing out, you know, I, w- I wish it was Chris Restry, you know, doing <laughs> making all the plays, but right now I think he's... Uh, Standing out the most among the, you know, the uh, underdog cornerbacks. So, love to see that. Uh, Next, Maher, Brett Maher, the kicker. Just a little note I put in there. uh, Starting to worry about about him a little bit. I mean, last year we knew he he misses field goals. But this year it's starting to look like the same. He's missing short field goals, 
32 yard one in the scrimmage and then also missing, you know, just regular ones in camp. Uh, you know, we had it good with Bailey. You know, we didn't have to worry about kicker for a while with him. But as you know, we cut him last last offseason in camp. I mean, uh, we cut him uh, last year in camp and signed Maher. He has a leg, but, you know, his accuracy isn't the greatest. He did make some clutch kicks, but he's also missed some. So it is what it is. You know, you can't find a Hall of Fame kicker out of nowhere. So, uh, you kind. I think we're gonna, you know, we're gonna stick with him. If it gets out of control, we'll sign a veteran. But uh, just a little worried about Maher. Uh, next we got Kellen Moore, continuing to show his his uh, influence on the offense, getting these little wrinkles in. It was the first time Tuesday that we seen two backs in the backfield at the same time. We had <clears throat> Alfred Morris and Pollard. Lined up, lined up on each side of Dak. Before the snap, Pollard went in motion, which caught uh, Van Der Esch out of position uh, and then had a catch. And then I think it was a touchdown after that. So, you know, these, these uh, pre-snap motions and using uh, screens in different ways and being really creative, uh, Kellen Moore is really showing showing off, and, and uh, I'm loving it. So... Continuing with that, really got to continue with that, uh, with that creativeness. Uh, Taco, Taco Charlton is impressing coaches, and I kind of forgot about him. I, I really didn't, I don't know, I guess I don't really, really want Taco to really take the job. I'd rather uh, Joe Jackson or someone else, but he is a first round pick, and I kind of been ignoring him, but he is impressing coaches. He's being physical, showing hustle. He got home on a rush on Tyron, so that's really good. Uh, quick around the corner, knocked Smith's hands down, and finished by keeping his balance. So uh, Taco really hopes he steps up about his third year, so it's about time for him to show something. And, uh, yeah, better have that breakout year <laughs> this year. Being a little hard on him, but, hey, hope he does good. Uh, next, we got Prescott. Just a little note from yesterday, I believe, and it was Prescott had a nice touch pass to Randall Cobb for a TD. Uh, Randall Cobb just one on one with the linebacker, and you know, mo- more times out of not, he's gonna he's gonna win. You know, he's too quick and too uh, too fast for a linebacker. So, but the way the uh, Dak threw the ball, it was just really nice touch on it, lobbed it over over the linebacker and put it right where uh, only Cobb could catch it. So really nice highlight from practice. Uh, Prescott continuing to to work on his game. Uh, if he can keep that consistent, you know, showing that accuracy, uh, Prescott will be dangerous. That's really all he needs to work on is his accuracy. Uh, he's at, you know, he has the mobility, he has the leadership, you know, he has the, the knowledge and he has experience now. So it's just coming down to that arm. Uh, being more consistent. Working on his accuracy is uh, really what Prescott needs to do. Uh, next, you got Malik Collins. Looking great in camp. Just looking like a beast. You know, really for him, he just needs to stay healthy. Uh, have some, have two healthy feet. <laughs> and uh, and he'll be a beast. He's 
pancaking offensive linemen. He's just bull rushing people and looking really great in camp and can't wait to see him on that and at defensive tackle blowing up guards and blowing up plays and just creating havoc in there is really what I'm looking forward to for uh, for Collins. So hoping he keeps it up in camp. Uh, next, we got Tony Pollard, you know, kind of the, everyone's pet cat on offense. Really uh, shining in place of uh, Zeke's holdout, you know, taking advantage of all these reps. You know, he's he's running the ball great, showing great field vision, quickness in his cuts. He has that breakaway speed. And like I said, Kellen Moore been using him a lot in different ways. So he's going to be a real weapon for us on offense. We can line him up almost anywhere on the field. Uh, he's going to be that kind of a Camara for us. Not quite Camara, but, you know, he's going to be like that for us. So uh, just really, really impressed with what he's been showing so far and optimistic that he's going to be an every down running back for us because if, you know, when game when game time comes and we need the win, we're going to use whoever we can. So uh, he's reminds me of a Lance Dunbar, but can also run. So he's a better Lance Dunbar. So really looking forward to Pollard in preseason action. Uh, Joe Jackson making some noise out there. Blowing up Mike Weber on a screen that looked like it had an opportunity for big yards, but he came in there hustling just like a bat out of hell, just cracked him <laughs> and uh, stopped that from happening. So showed some hustle, showed some some speed getting over there. And, you know, he just continued his his solid progress throughout camp. He's kind of my favorite, uh, my favorite rookie. Just love the way he's uh, been hustling and showing his uh, uh, his want, you know, to get better. And just uh, to make the most of his opportunity. So hoping it continues in preseason as well. Uh, Joe Jackson, Tony Pollard, my favorite rookies. Uh, Tristan Hill, you know, he's been doing his own, his own thing. And he is a second round, so he should be. I think he should be showing out a little bit more. But he hasn't had any highlight plays yet that I've seen. But, you know, he, he I think he needs to show out in some preseason games for him to really uh, shine. So would be nice for him to step up. It is only practice, you know, now, now that I think of it. But, hey, I, I want to I see plays <laughs> either way. So anyways, uh, lastly, got Xavier Woods, another, you know, camp superstar. Him and Malik Collins has just been uh, really nice. And uh, I think it would be uh, – Pollard, Woods, Jackson. I mean, uh, Collins. Those three just been really outstanding this camp. Uh, Richard been using Woods on blitzes. Uh, Woods has been showing a lot of range, intercepting you know passes left and right, and uh, just making tackles, doing what he does, continuing his progression, showing that potential he has. So. Uh, really excited to see Woods in preseason as well. Probably won't see him uh, see him that much in this uh, first one, but you know, third uh, third preseason game for us, we're gonna see them starters. So really excited about that. Let's see more Xavier Woods. So that's it for this podcast, y'all. Like I said, preseason this Saturday. Gonna be tuned into that. 
Not sure if I'll do a live stream of it, but uh, I might. So go ahead and uh, check me out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. It's all the same. Cali Cowboy 619. Really appreciate y'all listening to this, uh, listening to me on my podcast. And thank you very much, y'all. I'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? Cali Cowboy here, coming at you with another episode of the podcast. It's Wednesday, August 7th, and it's almost time for preseason action. Preseason week one, or I guess week two, because of the Hall of Fame game, but preseason week two, it's all of the teams playing, as you already know. We're playing the 49ers on Saturday, and really excited. Can't wait to see what our young guys are going to do. As you all know, starters are probably not going to play at all. Maybe one series, if that. So, going to see a lot of these young players play, and we're just really excited for that. And just a little note, going forward, I think I'm going to be having podcasts every Wednesday. And throughout the week, I'm going to sprinkle in videos, maybe one or two. And in the regular season, it's going to ramp that up, maybe uh, two to three, you know, uh, previews of who we're playing that week and just what's going on and stuff uh, with the team. So watch out for that Wednesdays. Um, if you don't already know, I have a YouTube channel, Cali Cowboy 619. Go ahead, check that out. Subscribe. Really appreciate all the support. And let's get into this podcast. So uh, this is going to be a little bit of a loaded podcast. It's mostly going to be upon... Uh, the contract situations we got, and then later I'm going to get into the camp, some of the camp news, some of the players that are you know showing out, doing good things. And uh, but let me start uh, first. Start off with some Cowboys news. Uh, Rico Gathers has been cut. Finally, I mean, I don't know about finally, but I guess uh, I kind of seen it coming within these past few weeks. Uh, Rico, he hasn't really been showing too much. And what the explanation was, Jason Garrett, you know, he said the lack of experience was really the the difference. And he didn't show enough growth. And pretty much, you know, he hasn't been showing the, I don't know, the discipline and, uh, and the things that it takes mentally, you know, playbook and learning all that. Didn't really show it for Garrett, so we finally pulled the cord on that. Rico Gathers' experiment is over, and kind of sucks. You know, he was he showed a lot of potential. You know, basketball player. I think he six six and can go up, grab the ball. But you know, I guess he just wasn't in that playbook enough. Couldn't uh, get that terminology down, and we have moved on. So, and we also were looking for a new tight end, but. Haven't found one yet to replace him to, you know, just to have some uh, depth, camp bodies. And yeah, goodbye, Rico. Uh, also, we've signed Tyvis Powell, safety, like right after I think we, we uh, cut Rico. He's 6'2", 211. He's played with the Seahawks and 49ers, drafted in 2016. So this is about his third year playing. Not going to be much much of a major player, kind of like a special teams player or, you know, just more depth at safety. So 
Uh, don't think he's going to have too much of an impact, but let's see what he can do. Uh, also, we signed some online depth. Uh, Luca, Lucas McNeil, kind of a big guy, 328. And... Uh, we got these injuries going on in, uh, on the offensive line, so that makes sense. Signing a big big offensive lineman to play both positions, tackle and guard, so uh, kind of like that signing. Uh, next, we got Robert Quinn injuring his hand, actually fracturing it, but uh, he's expected to be back for the opener. He was going uh, on one-on-one drills with Tyron Smith. He tried to grab Tyron's shoulder, Tyron, like, smacked his hand and then I think uh his hand hit Tyron's like uh his elbow brace or something like that and broke his hand um he's in Dallas getting surgery and like I said he's expected to be back for the opener so not too much of a blow because he's a veteran you know he knows how to prepare himself for the season and it kind of be, could can be a good thing because it can give more reps for our uh, young players like uh, Joe Jackson, Taco, Dorrance Armstrong, things like that. So, you know, it's not it has some positives and it's also a negative because you know it's it's an injury. So never want to see someone get injured. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Uh, I think Luke Gifford is injured as well. Uh, other than that. Like, transactions-wise, we haven't really been doing anything else. Uh, so, getting into this front office news. I'm uh, going to start with Zeke and this contract. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's got their opinion and their two cents on it. So, according to reports, Cowboys have extended their offers to all three players that would make them among the top five at their respective positions. Asked about it Tuesday morning. COO Stephen Jones said the team has been very generous with their offer to Zeke specifically and you know they're putting him in that that top five uh, player range uh, to all three players and uh, to Zeke making him the top two paid I believe so uh, you know with that with Zeke I would pay him top two Maybe even top one, you know, just to get it done because I think he's worth it uh, talent-wise. But on the f- uh, off the field, we already know that he's been having some trouble, not being in the right situations, just not being smart, you know. And that can make us a, a very hesitant. I think we're going to have some language in the contract to where uh, if he does something off the field or he gets suspended again, we'll, we'll be protected from that definitely think we should have that in there but uh yeah with uh the contracts like we're going off of Todd Gurley's and Le'Veon Bell's uh you know we're we're using those as benchmarks in these contract talks and Gurley you know he signed a four-year deal four-year deal last year for 57 57 million and Bell signed for four years 52 million so that's where top five, you know, comes into the picture. Uh, after those two, the drop-off is pretty big. You got David Johnson from Arizona. Uh, he, he's getting 39. And uh, Devontae Freeman from Atlanta, he's getting 41. So Zeke's not going to want to get paid in the in those, in those that range. So Zeke's looking to be the top paid. I think maybe like 60 mil will get, will get it done. 
for him in his mind. But Cowboys, you know, we're hesitant. We don't want to pay, you know, the most money. They've already came out and said we don't want to be market setters. So right now it's just a standoff, <laughs> seeing uh, who gives in first. We got our offer on the table, so it's kind of uh, in Zeke's camp. Uh, the ball is in their court, so yes. And uh, Dak Prescott, you know, he he's a little bit different. The quarterback position. Uh, there's plenty of quarterbacks that have uh, reset the market: Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, and you know, all of their deals are more than thirty mil per season. Uh, but the drop off isn't as big. Uh, you got Matt Ryan. He's fifth in the league with an average of 30 million. And you got, you know, to put Prescott in that top five category, it feels way more realistic, especially since, you know, his 2016 uh, classmate, Carson Wentz, is right there at 32. So I think, you know, right there at that, maybe uh, just right above 30 mil, 32. I think Prescott obviously wants to get paid more, but. I think that's a little bit more realistic. Get him in there right next to Matt Ryan, kind of in that category uh, with 30 mil. So it makes a ton of sense. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't. The question is, where is it going to be? So that's where the negotiation comes into play. His next deal, whenever he signs it, will probably be more than 30 mil. It's just, you know, how much more? So Mari Cooper is uh, the last one, you know, his market is somewhere in the middle. The drop between the top contract and the, and the next four isn't as large uh, as running back, but it's getting bigger. You got Michael Thomas and Julio Jones, you know, Michael Thomas just signing his new contract for 20 million became the first receiver in history to do that. And you got Jones who is still looking to sign uh, I mean, looking to sign. Uh, Jones is looking to be, you know, similar to that point because he is around that point. He's in the same echelon as Mike, uh, Michael Thomas. So he's going to get a similar number as that. And then you got Odell Beckham with 18 mil. Uh, Antonio Brown, 16.7. DeAndre Hopkins, 16.2. So... It's not realistic to think Cooper's representatives will settle for, you know, being the f fifth highest paid receiver. So I think Cooper is going to be right along that uh, 17 mil, 18 mil, somewhere around that range. Because uh, everyone keeps asking for higher and higher prices every year. So he's going to want to get in higher than, you know, that 16, that 16.2, uh, 16.7. So. It's another dance we're doing, but I'm a little bit more confident on Cooper. I think, you know, it'll it'll take some time, but I think Cooper will, we might get him done first, just to have that first block to get things going. So, got Cooper, Dak, and Zeke, you know, a lot of contract talks, and I think we really need to keep, keep all of them. Th these are our new triplets, you know, they're super talented players. Uh, Zeke being the most talented, but he's not in that position where you really need, you know, really need to spend money. But in this case, he's a special player, best running back, in my opinion, in the league. 
And when you got that with this offensive line and this whole situation, we got a really good thing going on. So I think we we should keep this and we can win Super Bowls with this squad. So keeping them intact is should be the highest priority for us right now. So going uh, coming into the camp notes, uh, just some players that I feel like are having a good camp. And first off, Mike Weber. You know, he's had a couple good plays in this camp, showing uh, some toughness and and some grit and just making a, a good, uh, aggressive uh, uh, attitude runs, you know, making good plays on in the blue-white scrimmage. One play, he had a spin out of a dog pile and then, you know, spun around, raced around the corner for a touchdown, you know, making a, a competition at that running back position is really important. So uh, that's that's great. Uh, next, you got Donovan Wilson making plays, forcing a fumble on Reggie Davis. And uh, his name has been coming up a lot, just making plays, being around the ball. Uh, also having uh, the strength to take on Mitch Hyatt, who is an offensive tackle. Stood him up, you know, kept his uh, right arm free at the same time. And then discarded him to make to help make a tackle, like that's pretty dope. You don't see that too often, you know. Secondary player uh, going heads up with a friggin' offensive tackle and still making a play. So Donovan Wilson, keep an eye on him. Safety, uh, definitely a position where we need some safeties to step up. So uh, next we got Donovan Alumba stacking up positive practices. You know. Back-to-back practices in the blue-white scrimmage. He's made a couple plays. He uses his length uh, to his advantage in coverage, and he's willing to stick his nose in the action. Uh, Just really standing out in the secondary uh, because he has dreads, but also he is making plays and stuff. He's uh, making good open-field tackles, uh, had a fumble recovery, and just had an interception on Cooper Rush uh, last practice, I believe. So, standing out, you know, I, w- I wish it was Chris Restry, you know, doing, <laughs> making all the plays. But right now, I think he's uh, standing out the most among the, you know, the uh, underdog cornerbacks. So, love to see that. Uh, next, Maher, Brett Maher, the kicker. Just a little note I put in there. Uh, starting to worry about, about him a little bit. I mean, last year we knew he, he misses field goals, but this year it's starting to look like the same. He's missing short field goals, a 32-yard one in the scrimmage, and then also missing, you know, just regular ones in camp. Uh, you know, we had it good with Bailey. You know, we didn't have to worry about kicker for a while with him. But as you know, we cut him last last offseason in camp. I mean, uh we cut him uh, last year in camp and signed Maher. He has a leg, but, you know, his accuracy isn't the greatest. He did make some clutch kicks, but he's also missed some. So it is what it is. You know, you can't find a Hall of Fame kicker out of nowhere. So uh, you, I think we're going to, you know, we're going to stick with him. If it gets out of control, we'll sign a veteran. But uh, just a little worried about Maher. Uh, next, we got Kellen Moore. Continuing to show his his uh, influence on the offense, 
getting these little wrinkles in. It was the first time Tuesday that we seen two backs in the backfield at the same time. We had <clears throat> Alfred Morris and Pollard lined up lined up on each side of Dak. Before the snap, Pollard went in motion, which caught uh, Van Der Esch out of position uh, and then had a catch. And then I think it was a touchdown after that. So, you know, these, these uh, pre-snap motions and using uh, screens in different ways and being really creative, uh, Kellen Moore is really showing showing off and, and uh, I'm loving it. So continuing with that. Really got to continue with that, uh, with that creativeness. Uh, Taco, Taco Charlton is impressing coaches, and I kind of forgot about him. I, I really didn't. I don't know. I guess I don't really, really want Taco to really take the job. I'd rather uh, Joe Jackson or someone else. But he is a first round pick, and I kind of been ignoring him. But he is impressing coaches. He's being physical, showing hustle. He got home on a rush on Tyron, so that's really good. Uh, quick around the corner, knocked Smith's hands down, and finished by keeping his balance. So uh, Taco really hopes he steps up about his third year, so it's about time for him to show something. And, uh, yeah, better have that breakout year <laughs> this year. Being a little hard on him, but, hey, hope he does good. Uh, next, we got Prescott. Just a little no, a note from yesterday, I believe, and it was Prescott had a nice touch pass to Randall Cobb for a TD. Uh, Randall Cobb just one on one with the linebacker, and you know mo- more times out of not, he's gonna he's gonna win. You know he's too quick and too uh, too fast for a linebacker. So, but the way the uh, Dak threw the ball, it was just really nice touch on it, lobbed it over over the linebacker and put it right where uh, only Cobb could catch it. So really nice highlight from practice. Uh, Prescott continuing to to work on his game. Uh, if he can keep that consistent, you know, showing that accuracy, uh, Prescott will be dangerous. That's really all he needs to work on is his accuracy. Uh, he's at, you know, he has the mobility, he has the leadership, you know, he has the, the knowledge and he has experience now. So it's just coming down to that arm. Uh, being more consistent. Working on his accuracy is uh, really what Prescott needs to do. Uh, next, you got Malik Collins. Looking great in camp. Just looking like a beast. You know, really for him, he just needs to stay healthy. Uh, have some, have two healthy feet. <laughs> and, uh, and he'll be a beast. He's pancaking offensive linemen. He's just bull rushing people and looking really great in camp and can't wait to see him on that and at defensive tackle blowing up guards and blowing up plays and just creating havoc in there is really what I'm looking forward to for uh, for Collins so hoping he keeps it up in camp uh next we got Tony Pollard you know kind of everyone's pet cat on offense really uh shining in place of uh, Zeke's holdout, you know, taking advantage of all these reps. You know, he's he's running the ball great, showing great field vision, quickness in his cuts. He has that breakaway speed. And like I said, Kellen Moore been using him a lot in different ways. So he's going to be a real weapon for us on offense. We can line him up almost anywhere on the field. 
Uh, he's going to be that kind of a Camara for us. Not quite Camara, but, you know, he's going to be like that for us. So uh, just really, really impressed with what he's been showing so far and optimistic that he's going to be an every down running back for us because if, you know, when game when game time comes and we need the win, we're going to use whoever we can. So uh, he's reminds me of a Lance Dunbar, but can also run. So he's a better Lance Dunbar. So really looking forward to Pollard in preseason action. Uh, Joe Jackson making some noise out there, blowing up Mike Weber on a screen that looked like it had an opportunity for big yards, but he came in there hustling just like a bat out of hell, just cracked him <laughs> and uh, stopped that from happening. So showed some hustle, showed some some speed getting over there. And, you know, he just continued his his solid progress throughout camp. He's kind of my favorite, uh, my favorite rookie. Just love the way he's uh, been hustling and showing his, uh, uh, his want, you know, to get better and just uh, to make the most of his opportunity. So hoping it continues in preseason as well. Uh, Joe Jackson, Tony Pollard, my favorite rookies. Uh, Tristan Hill, you know, he's been doing his own, his own thing. And he is a second round, so he should be. I think he should be showing out a little bit more, but he hasn't had any highlight plays yet that I've seen. But you know, he he. I think he needs to show out in some preseason games for him to really uh, shine. So would be nice for him to step up. It is only practice, you know. Now, now that I think of it, but hey, I want to. I want to see plays <laughs> either way. So, anyways, uh, lastly, got Xavier Woods. Another, you know, camp superstar. Him and Malik Collins has just been uh, really nice. And uh, I think it would be uh, Pollard, Woods, Jackson. I mean, uh, Collins. Those three just been really outstanding this camp. Uh, Richard been using Woods on blitzes. Uh, Woods has been showing a lot of range, intercepting, you know, passes left and right. And uh, just making tackles, doing what he does, continuing his progression, showing that potential he has. So uh, really excited to see Woods in preseason as well. Probably won't see him uh, see him that much in this uh, first one, but you know, third uh, third preseason game for us, we're going to see them starters. So really excited about that. Let's see more Xavier Woods. So that's it for this podcast, y'all. Like I said, preseason this Saturday. Going to be tuned into that. Not sure if I'll do a live stream of it, but uh, I might. So go ahead and uh, check me out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. It's all the same. Cali Cowboy 619 Really appreciate y'all listening to this, uh, listening to me on my podcast. And thank you very much, y'all. I'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Yo, what's up guys? Cali Cowboy here, coming at you with another episode of the podcast. It's Wednesday, August 7th, and it's almost time for preseason action. Preseason week one, or I guess week two, because of the Hall of Fame game, but preseason week two, it's all of the teams playing, as you already know. We're playing the 49ers on Saturday, and really excited 
Can't wait to see what our young guys are going to do. As you all know, starters are probably not going to play at all. Maybe one series, if that. So, going to see a lot of these young players play, and we're just really excited for that. And just a little note, going forward, I think I'm going to be having podcasts every Wednesday. And throughout the week, I'm going to sprinkle in videos, maybe one or two. And in the regular season, it's going to ramp that up, maybe uh, two to three, you know, uh, previews of who we're playing that week and just what's going on and stuff uh, with the team. So watch out for that Wednesdays. Um, if you don't already know, I have a YouTube channel, Cali Cowboy 619. Go ahead, check that out. Subscribe. Really appreciate all the support and let's get into this podcast. So uh, this is going to be a little bit of a loaded podcast. It's mostly going to be upon uh, the contract situations we got. And then later I'm going to get into the camp, some of the camp news, some of the players that are, you know, showing out, doing good things. And uh, but let me start uh, first start off with some Cowboys news. Uh, Rico Gathers has been cut. Finally, I mean, I don't know about finally, but I guess uh, I kind of seen it coming within these past few weeks. Uh, Rico, he hasn't really been showing too much. And what the explanation was, Jason Garrett, you know, he said the lack of experience was really the the difference, and he didn't show enough growth. And pretty much, you know, he hasn't been showing the, I don't know, the discipline and uh, and the things that it takes mentally, you know, playbook and learning all that. Didn't really show it for Garrett, so we finally pulled the cord on that. Rico Gathers' experiment is over and kind of sucks. You know, he was, he showed a lot of potential, you know, basketball player, I think he was 6'6", and can go up, grab the ball. But, you know, I guess he just wasn't in that playbook enough, couldn't uh, get that terminology down, and we have moved on. So, and we also were looking for a new tight end, but haven't found one yet to replace him to, you know, just to have some uh, depth, camp bodies. And, yeah, goodbye, Rico. Uh, Also, we've signed Tyvis Powell, safety. Like right after, I think we we uh, cut Rico. He's six two two eleven. He's played with the Seahawks and 49ers, drafted in twenty sixteen. So this is about his third year playing. Not gonna be much much of a major player, kind of like a special teams player or you know just more depth at safety. So I uh, don't think he's gonna have too much of an impact. But let's see what he can do. Uh, also, we signed some online depth. Uh, Luca Lucas McNeil, kind of a big guy, three twenty eight, and uh, we got these injuries going on in uh, on the offensive line, so that makes sense. Signing a big big offensive lineman, play both positions, tackle and guard, so uh, kind of like that signing. Uh, next, we got Robert Quinn injuring his hand, actually fracturing it, but uh, he's expected to be back for the opener. He was going uh, on one-on-one drills with Tyron Smith. He tried to grab Tyron's shoulder. Tyron, like, smacked his hand, and then I think uh, his hand hit Tyron's, like, uh, his elbow brace or something like that, and 
broke his hand. Um, he's in Dallas getting surgery. And like I said, he's expected to be back for the opener. So not too much of a blow because he's a veteran. You know, he knows how to prepare himself for the season. And it kind of be, could, can be a good thing because it can give more reps for our uh, young players like uh, Joe Jackson, Taco, Dorrance Armstrong, things like that. So, you know, it's not it has some positives and it's also a negative because, you know, it's, it's an injury. So never want to see someone get injured. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Uh, I think Luke Gifford is injured as well. Uh, other than that, like transactions wise, we haven't really been doing anything else. Uh, so getting into this front office news, uh, I'm going to start with Zeke and this contract. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's got their opinion and their two cents on it. So According to reports, Cowboys have extended their offers to all three players that would make them among the top five at their respective positions. Asked about it Tuesday morning, COO Stephen Jones said the team has been very generous with their offer to Zeke specifically. And, you know, they're putting him in that that top five uh, player range uh, to all three players. And. Uh, to Zeke making him the top two paid, I believe. So, uh, you know, with that, with Zeke, I would pay him top two, maybe even top one, you know, just to get it done because I think he's worth it uh, talent-wise. But on the f- uh, off the field, we already know that he's been having some trouble, not being in the right situations, just not being smart, you know, and that can make us – very hesitant. I think we're going to have some language in the contract to where uh, if he does something off the field or he gets suspended again, we'll, we'll be protected from that. Definitely think we should have that in there. But uh, yeah, with uh, the contracts, like we're going off of Todd Gurley's and Le'Veon Bell's, uh, you know, we're, we're using those as benchmarks in these contract talks. And Gurley, you know, he signed a four-year deal, four-year deal last year for 57, 57 million, and Bell signed for four years, fifty-two million. So that's where top five, you know, comes into the picture. Uh, after those two, the drop-off is pretty big. You got David Johnson from Arizona; uh, he, he's getting thirty-nine, and uh, Devontae Freeman from Atlanta; he's getting forty-one. So Zeke's not going to want to get paid in the in those in that range. So Zeke's looking to be the top paid. I think maybe like 60 mil will get will get it done for him in his mind, but Cowboys, you know, we're hesitant. We don't want to pay, you know, the most money. They've already came out and said we don't want to be market setters. So right now it's just a standoff <laughs> seeing uh who gives in first. We got our offer on the table, so it's kind of uh in Zeke's camp, uh, the ball is in their court. So, yes. And uh, Dak Prescott, you know, he, he's a little bit different, the quarterback position. Uh, there's plenty of quarterbacks that have uh, reset the market. Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, all of their deals are more than 30 mil per season. Uh, but the drop-off isn't as big. Uh, you got Matt Ryan. He's fifth in the league with an average of 30 million. 
and you got, you know, to put Prescott in that top five category, it feels way more realistic, especially since, you know, his 2016 uh, classmate, Carson Wentz, is right there at 32. So I think, you know, right there at that, maybe uh, just right above 30 mil, 32. I think Prescott obviously wants to get paid more, but I think that's a little bit more realistic. Get him in there right next to Matt Ryan. Kind of in that category uh, with 30 mil. So it makes a ton of sense. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't. The question is, where is it going to be? So that's where the negotiation comes into play. His next deal, whenever he signs it, will probably be more than 30 mil. It's just, you know, how much more. So Mari Cooper is uh, the last one. You know, his market is somewhere in the middle. The drop between the top contract and the and the next four isn't as large uh, as running back, but it's getting bigger. You got Michael Thomas and Julio Jones. You know, Michael Thomas just signing his new contract for twenty million became the first receiver in history to do that. And you got Jones, who is still looking to sign. Uh, I mean, looking to sign. Uh, Jones is looking to be, you know, similar to that point because he is around that point. He's in the same echelon as Mike, uh, Michael Thomas. So he's going to get a similar number as that. And then you got Odell Beckham with 18 mil. Uh, Antonio Brown, 16.7. DeAndre Hopkins, 16.2. So it's not realistic to think Cooper's representatives will settle for, you know, being the... F- Fifth highest paid receiver. So I think Cooper is going to be right along that uh, 17 mil, 18 mil, somewhere around that range because uh, everyone keeps asking for higher and higher prices every year. So he's going to want to get in higher than, you know, that 16, that uh, 16.2, 16.7. So it's another dance we're doing. But I'm a little bit more confident on Cooper. I think. You know, it'll it'll take some time, but I think Cooper will, we might get him done first, just to have that first block to get things going. So, got Cooper, Dak, and Zeke, you know, a lot of contract talks, and I think we really need to keep, keep all of them. Th- these are our new triplets, you know, they're super talented players, uh, Zeke being the most talented, but he's not in that position where you really need, you know really need to spend money but in this case he's a special player best running back in my opinion in the league and when you got that with this offensive line and this whole situation we got a really good thing going on so I think we we should keep this and we can win Super Bowls with this squad so keeping them intact is should be the highest priority for us right now so going uh coming into the camp notes uh just some players that I feel like are having a good camp and first off Mike Weber you know he's had a couple good plays in this camp showing uh some toughness and and some grit and just making a a good uh aggressive uh uh, attitude runs you know making good plays on in the blue white scrimmage one play he had a spin out of a dog pile and then you know, spun around, raced around the corner for a touchdown, you know, making a, uh, 
competition at that running back position is really important. So uh, that's that's great. Uh, next, you got Donovan Wilson making plays, forcing a fumble on Reggie Davis, and uh, his name has been coming up a lot. Just making plays, being around the ball, uh, also having uh, the strength to take on Mitch Hyatt, who is an offensive tackle, stood him up, you know, kept his uh, right arm free at the same time, and then discarded him to make to help make a tackle. Like that's pretty dope. You don't see that too often, you know, secondary player uh, going heads up with a freaking offensive tackle and still making a play. So Donovan Wilson, keep an eye on him. Safety, uh, definitely a position where we need some safeties to step up. So uh, next we got Donovan Alumba stacking up positive practices, you know, back-to-back practices in the blue-white scrimmage. He's made a couple plays. He uses his length uh, to his advantage in coverage, and he's willing to stick his nose in the action. Uh, just really st- standing out in the secondary because uh, he has dreads, but also he is making plays and stuff. He's uh, making good open, open field tackles, uh, had a fumble recovery, and he just had an interception on Cooper Rush uh, last practice, I believe. So standing out, you know, I would... I wish it was Chris Restry, you know, doing, <laughs> making all the plays. But right now, I think he's uh, standing out the most among the, you know, the uh, underdog cornerbacks. So, love to see that. Uh, next, Maher, Brett Maher, the kicker. Just a little note I put in there. Uh, starting to worry about, about him a little bit. I mean, last year we knew he, he misses field goals, but... This year, it's starting to look like the same. He's missing short field goals, a 32-yard one in the scrimmage, and then also missing, you know, just regular ones in camp. Uh, You know, we had it good with Bailey. You know, we didn't have to worry about kicker for a while with him. But as you know, we cut him last last offseason in camp. I mean, uh, we cut him uh, last year in camp and signed Maher. He has a leg, but, you know, his accuracy isn't the greatest. He did make some clutch kicks, but he's also missed some. So it is what it is. You know, you can't find a Hall of Fame kicker out of nowhere. So uh, you I think we're going to, you know, we're going to stick with him. If it gets out of control, we'll sign a veteran. But uh, just a little worried about Maher. Uh, next, we got Kellen Moore continuing to show his, his, uh, Influence on the offense, getting these little wrinkles in. It was the first time Tuesday that we've seen two backs in the backfield at the same time. We had <clears throat> Alfred Morris and Pollard lined up lined up on each side of Dak. Before the snap, Pollard went in motion, which caught uh, Van Der Esch out of position uh, and then had a catch. And then I think it was a touchdown after that, so... You know, these, these uh, pre-snap motions and using uh, screens in different ways and being really creative. Uh, Kellen Moore is really showing showing off, and, and uh, I'm loving it. So continuing with that, really got to continue with that, uh, with that creativeness. Uh, Taco, Taco Charlton, is impressing coaches. And I kind of forgot about him. I, I really didn't – I don't know. I guess I don't really – really want 
Taco to really take the job. I'd rather uh, Joe Jackson or someone else. But he is a first-round pick, and i kind of been ignoring him. But he is impressing coaches. He's being physical, showing hustle. He got home on a rush on Tyron, so that's really good. Uh, quick around the corner, knocked Smith's hands down, and finished by keeping his balance. So uh, Taco really hopes he steps up about his third year so it's about time for him to show something and uh yeah better have that breakout year <laughs> this year being a little hard on him but hey hope he does good uh next we got prescott just a little no a note from yesterday i believe and it was prescott had a nice touch pass to randall cobb for a td uh randall cobb just uh one-on-one with the linebacker and you know mo- more times out of not He's gonna he's gonna win, you know. He's too quick and too uh, too fast for a linebacker. So, but the way the uh, Dak threw the ball, it was just really nice touch on it. Lobbed it over over the linebacker and put it right where uh, only Cobb could catch it. So, really nice highlight from practice. Uh, Prescott continuing to to work on his game. Uh, if he can keep that consistent. You know, showing that accuracy, uh, Prescott will be dangerous. That's really all he needs to work on is his accuracy. Uh, he's at, you know, he has the mobility, he has the leadership, you know, he has the the knowledge, and he has experience now. So it's just coming down to that arm, uh, being more consistent, working on his accuracy is uh, really what Prescott needs to do. Uh, next, you got Malik Collins looking great in camp, just looking like a beast. You know, really for him, he just needs to stay healthy, uh, have some, have two healthy feet, <laughs> and uh, and he'll be a beast. He's pancaking offensive linemen. He's just bull rushing people and looking really great in camp. And can't wait to see him on that and at defensive tackle, blowing up guards and blowing up plays and just creating havoc in there is really what I'm looking forward to for uh, for Collins. So. Hoping he keeps it up in camp. Uh, next, we got Tony Pollard. You know, kind of the, everyone's pet cat on offense. Really uh, shining in place of uh, Zeke's holdout. You know, taking advantage of all these reps. You know, he's he's running the ball great. Showing great field vision. Quickness in his cuts. He has that breakaway speed. And like I said, Kellen Moore. Been using him a lot in different ways. So... He's going to be a real weapon for us on offense. We can line him up almost anywhere on the field. Uh, he's going to be that kind of a Camara for us. Not quite Camara, but, you know, he's going to be like that for us. So uh, just really, really impressed with what he's been showing so far and optimistic that he's going to be an every down running back for us because if, you know, when game, when game time comes and we need the win, we're going to use whoever we can. So uh, he's reminds me of a Lance Dunbar, but can also run. So he's a better Lance Dunbar. So really looking forward to Pollard in preseason action. Uh, Joe Jackson making some noise out there. Blowing up Mike Weber on a screen that looked like it had an opportunity for big yards. But he came in there hustling just like a bat out of hell, just cracked him. <laughs> and uh, stop that from happening. So showed some hustle, showed some 
some speed getting over there. And, you know, he just continued his, his solid progress throughout camp. He's kind of my favorite, uh, my favorite rookie. Just love the way he's, uh, been hustling and showing his, uh, uh, his want, you know, to get better and just, uh, to make the most of his opportunity. So hoping it continues in preseason as well. Uh, Joe Jackson, Tony Pollard, my favorite rookies, uh, Tristan Hill, you know, he's been doing his own, his own thing and he is a second round. So he should be, I think he should be showing out a little bit more, but he hasn't had any highlight plays yet that I've seen, but you know, he, he, I think he needs to show out in some preseason games for him to really uh, shine. So would be nice for him to step up. It is only practice, you know, now, now that I think of it, but Hey, I want to I want to see plays <laughs> either way. So, anyways, uh, lastly, got Xavier Woods, another you know camp superstar. Him and Malik Collins has just been a uh, really nice, and uh, I think it would be uh, Pollard, Woods, Jackson. I mean, uh, Collins. Those three just been really outstanding this camp. Uh, Richard been using Woods on blitzes. Uh, Woods has been showing a lot of range, intercepting, you know, passes left and right and, uh, just making tackles, doing what he does, continuing his progression, showing that potential he has. So, uh, really excited to see Woods in preseason as well. Probably won't see him, uh, see him that much in this, uh, first one, but you know, third uh, third preseason game for us. We're going to see them starters. So really excited about that. Let's see more Xavier Woods. So that's it for this podcast, y'all. Like I said, preseason this Saturday. Going to be tuned into that. Not sure if I'll do a live stream of it, but uh, I might. So go ahead and uh, check me out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. It's all the same. Cali Cowboy 619 Really appreciate y'all listening to this, uh, listening to me on my podcast, and thank you very much, y'all. I'll talk to y'all later. Peace.